0: Today's show is sponsored by Sambucol. There's nothing more important than taking care of yourself. If you're not feeling your best, it's hard to be your best. Sambucol offers powerful immune support with nature's superfruit, black elderberry. My neighbor was the first person to tell me about black elderberry. She loves it so much that she even advertises elderberry on a sign in her front lawn. Nothing makes her feel better, she says. And Sambucol makes taking elderberry easy. I've been trying the elderberry gummies. They are extremely tasty. They almost taste like a dessert. I just add them to the vitamins that I take every morning. If you want to give it a try, you can get 15% off your order of $9.99 or more at SambucoLUSA.com. When you're there, use the promo code BITTERSWEET15. That's SambucoL, spelled S-A-M-B-U-C-O-L. SambucoLUSA.com and use the code BITTERSWEET15. Now, on the show. Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moments. Now, if you have not yet listened to Monday's episode, episode number 411, go back and listen to that first. This will make a lot more sense if you do that. On Monday, my sisters Dana and Sarah and I reflected on a quest that we recently took through the city of Los Angeles. We were visiting as many sites as we could find from the 1980s movie Midnight Madness. It's a film not many people have heard of, but the movie is a cult classic and was frequently watched by my family since the time we were kids. My sister Dana watches it on average two times a year even still, and an interesting fact It was the very first movie for the actor Michael J. Fox. Knowing that we were going to do this, and being the producer that I am by profession, I wanted to contribute something. My sister Dana had come up with the sites we were going to visit, and she bought us special t-shirts. My sister Sarah had bought us special sweatshirts. And wanting to do my part, I reached out and contacted David Wetcher, one half of the writing-directing team that made this movie. And he, in turn, reached out to his writing-directing partner, Michael Nankin. And they agreed to meet with us on Zoom the night we arrived in L.A. And I recorded our conversation with the voice memo app on my phone. You
1: guys probably remember
0: more about this movie than I
1: do. We also have these (laughs) t-shirts. Oh, my God.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, that's so great.
0: Our t-shirts depicted the character Leon, the Game Master. In the movie, he sends five teams out into the night to compete in a scavenger hunt, solving clues in different locations, and ultimately challenging them to prove which team is the very best. As you'll hear, we were pretty excited to talk to them thanks so much for agreeing to do this <laughs> oh
1: it's a pleasure like I said you, you are our entire fan base <laughs> um, have, you, have you made the pilgrimage to the locations yet?
0: no we just yeah. arrived today yeah. we, ah. I just picked them up ah. from LAX today so now we're going to start going around <laughs> we're going to watch the movie again tonight not, not that we really need to but and then we're going to go around tomorrow and Friday
1: I wish the sets were still standing. We could show, show you those.
0: Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. We have questions. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you have answers. Can
1: we have answers, yes.
0: I've always loved hearing how people started out in their careers. And for David and Michael, Midnight Madness was their first big movie. And they were only 22 years old. David kicked off the story, telling us about their journey.
2: Michael and I made films since, together since we were 13 And uh, a lot of student films, film school, and then we made a 40-minute musical comedy featuring 15-year-old Paula Abdul, (laughs) who was not famous then, it was her first thing. We made that movie, and through like a third-generation connection to someone at Disney, it got seen at Disney, Mm. and worked its way up the ladder there. And they brought us in originally to consider distributing our short film that's what we thought. And then they led us down the hall to the president of the studio, Ron Miller, who was looking for young talent. And it was just the right place at the right time. They loved our short film. And uh, we had two other partners with with us that we produced that film with. And they hired us all on a six-month development contract for $400 a week (laughs) to make movies. First day we were there, we were like in La La Land, you know, we're 22 years old. We're at a major studio and we find out, oh, there's like screening rooms and we can order any film we want. So we just like, oh, let's watch Herbie the Love Bug. And the second day we were there, we got called into the office by one of the executives saying, you're not here to do, look at old Disney films. We want something new from you boys.
0: So now they had to come up with an idea for a movie and a script, something that Disney Studios would be interested in. At the time, they wanted to break into making films for a more teenage audience. And so we asked, how did this idea, this idea for a movie about an all-night scavenger hunt, how did that come about? Here's David again, and Michael chimes in too.
2: What happened was, I had read an article about a real underground game that this guy ran up in San Francisco every year. And it was a newspaper article about a real thing. And michael and i our favorite film was it's a mad 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 world and we thought well this had the makings and so our second day at the studio we said let's write this up and we pitched it a week later and that's the one they chose for us to develop Oh
0: gosh! wow
2: just like that
0: just like that
2: and we
1: thought you know we were in the middle of the cinderella story i mean we were just months out of college Mm -hmm. and We thought this was the way it happens. (laughs) Uh, Because this is the way we thought it would happen. Like we'd make a movie in in film school and then some studio would snap us up. And uh, it never occurred to us that it would happen any other way. And then when it did happen, all of our friends in film school stopped talking to
0: us. Oh, no. (laughs) No. Yeah, oh, no. because you're yeah. those you're those prodigies, like the yeah. one, that, yeah. you're the guy yeah. that wrote the novel by 22 that became a bestseller. Right,
1: the right? lucky bastards, yeah. Mm-hmm. wow,
0: It's an amazing origin story. As I said, I surprised my sisters by asking for a meeting with David Wetcher and Michael Nankin, the writing directing team, but they also surprised us by inviting one of the original actors to jump on the call.
2: Oh, we have a surprise visitor coming on.
0: Oh! Oh my! Leon! Leon! <laughs> wow! Hey, here's our t-shirt! Here's our t-shirt! <laughs> Alan Solomon played Leon, the Game Master. Here's a clip of him from the original movie.
3: And now, it is time to meet the person who has made all of this possible.
1: Ah! Leon!
2: Please, hold your applause. Allow me to explain why I've gathered you all here. The five of you are invited, more accurately, challenged to compete in my latest creation, the ultimate game, which I call the great all-nighter. Each of you will act as a team captain and select your own crew to participate in the game, which will be played in the following manner. We
0: shared lots of stories on this call but I did find that how they cast the movie was pretty interesting and also fortuitous. In particular, how Alan was cast to play Leon. It's a fine example on how our lives can have many chapters.
2: How did we... Alan, did you come in on an open call or did you have an agent at the time? I had an agent. I came in on the
3: the open call. I wasn't a a real full-time actor.
1: Hmm.
3: I came in just... uh, Somebody told me about this open audition... And I thought, what what the heck? You know, I was doing a little bit of part-time acting. My my real gig at the time is that I was a classical musician. I was a clarinetist in a symphony orchestra.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that
3: was my real my real career at the time. But I went in I, for the open audition and uh, there were
1: what thousands of people? Yeah? Wow. Yeah, we wow. just we just yeah, they thought we were crazy. I mean, everything we did at the studio, they thought we were crazy, but we thought you know, we just got this this once in a lifetime opportunity to make this movie, so let's share it. Mm -hmm. Opened up the studio on a weekend and said, "Anyone who wants a competition,
0: come." Wow, interesting, cool.
1: And I thought,
3: well, it's a way to get into the studio and walk around and have some fun on the Disney lot. You know, (laughs) might might as well do that. And the next thing I know, they're just kind of taking in people, like groups of ten at a time. And uh, David, I remember the that very first group I was in. I went in. We're all sitting there. You guys are telling us what's going on, and I and I noticed your eyes kept flicking over to me. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I think I had a, a, an interesting look that stood out at the time.
0: Wow. Yeah. Which is like in
3: the Leon, pretty much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was the beginning for all of them, in some way. But my sister Dana had this question. And at launch, I mean, you guys, all of you went so many different places after this. I mean, was this really sort of the, a door opening, or was it difficult after this movie? Or what? how was it received? Like, what? how... What we happens, are, we don't really know. We weren't cognizant of how it hit mainstream It was we were
1: part of this experiment. You know, we were, they wanted us to do the first, it was the first PG Disney film. Oh. Mm. And once they had it in their hands, they thought, mm, maybe there shouldn't be a PG Disney film. Oh.
0: Really? So it, was,
1: at least it's, it doesn't say Disney anywhere on it.
0: Wow. That's true. That's true. And, That's and true. They, I, don't, yeah. I don't
1: know what was happening in the boardrooms above us, but, um, you know, people with higher pay grades than we had released it fairly quietly and quickly and did not do well its initial mm. release. Mm. And, and if HBO hadn't grabbed it mm. and played it every day for three years <laughs>
2: That's right. you know, in the we 80s, to...
1: no, we wouldn't be having this conversation no more.
2: Well, we, we remastered it with them a few years ago. They, w- they went through their vault and they, they updated every film digitally. And they were nice enough to ask us to come oversee the, the, the color correcting so there's a nice copy of it somewhere.
3: And now Disney has their own real DVD, right? Ooh. So Why? they finally put their name on it. And-
0: the actor Alan Solomon, the game master in this film, went on from here to work in game shows, like Card Sharks and Love Connection. And he also worked in production and appeared as an actor a few more times. And David Wetcher and Michael Nankin are both still working. David produces television, or more likely these days, streaming shows, and he's still writing screenplays and michael is still directing his latest show is called billy the kid and it will be out later this year after talking for a little over an hour we said goodbye great to see you guys so nice. yeah thank you thank you so much we are so, so nice thrilled thank to you. you it's made our it's made our it sister weekend our two days. So yeah. nice. um,
2: thanks for looking us up and and yeah stay in touch yeah, yeah do. So fun. You. great to see nice you guys. thank you hard. so much
0: Have a good night bye <laughs> bye All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> they were great. Leon. If you're curious about this film, you can find Midnight Madness all kinds of places. You can rent it on Apple TV, Amazon Prime, YouTube, and more. And if you want to share your origin story with us, the story of how you started doing what you love, we would love to hear it. Send us an email to Podcast at com, or contact us through our website the When you're putting yourself out there, or when you're putting art out into the world, you never know what you'll inspire. 40 years later, you might discover that there are people who are still thinking about what you made all those years ago. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell.